0: Welcome everyone, we are about to begin, Baz HaShem, the Power of Words series, Sheer number 12. We're going to talk about the unhealthy habit of blaming others. Many people tend to blame others when things go wrong. At times, no one is to blame for what happened. At other times, the person himself is to blame. By blaming others, he releases some of his frustration when no one is to blame, or when he is really to blame, by blaming others he's freeing himself from taking the responsibility. So when you needlessly blame someone, that's a nos Now, when something is over and done with, and it's not likely to occur again, then you think to yourself truthfully, what positive benefits do you have for blaming somebody? If there is a need to blame, you be aware of extenuating circumstances and take care in how you word your blaming you know, speak in the modest manner possible and keep your focus on the solution. Even if you have a valid point that you need to convey to somebody to that they should take responsibility. Again, we're not talking about becoming a doormat and just having people step over you. That's not what we're talking about. If someone indeed is not behaving properly or hurtful towards you, the Torah allows healthy, kosher steps to be taken to protect yourself from that. But the idea is, is usually when someone is doing something not appropriate, to blame them in a harsh way and to um, be very um, forceful about it and angry about it will only cause pain and it won't accomplish anything positive. And especially what happens is, is very often if someone, they already feel sorry about um, doing something wrong, so you, you, you just go on a tirade, what's the point? So to say something like it's all your fault that this happened and you're to blame for all the inconveniences we're suffering, your negligence is causing all of this, which sadly, sadly happens sometimes in marriage where husband to wife, wife to husband would talk this way, that's really very, very painful and destructive. But if you are constructive and you talk in a kind way and I love you and, and you're a very good person and and I just uh, felt a little hurt with this and this, and, um, you know, please try to remember, just like I'll try to remember to treat you uh, with great respect and dignity, try to remember to take care of, of this, you know, the way you interact with me, in that positive way of talking, that is more healing. To blame someone like you caused a problem yourself, you're to blame for everything. No, you acknowledge you suffered, And it's a learning experience and you'll learn from what happened and it'll help you in the future. You basically, even if you have to instruct somebody or reproach somebody, you do it, first of all, privately and in a calm, kind way. You know, you could basically put yourself in their shoes. If you would be on the receiving end of a negative approach, let's say you did something wrong and you know you did something wrong. You know, you you didn't behave your best and you're aware of it. And then someone comes to you and really... Um, yells at you, is harsh with you for what you did wrong, how would you feel? Of course you would feel terrible, even if they were technically right in the fact that you did something wrong because you know it yourself. But you would want them to have a positive approach with you, a positive experience, even if they're telling you something, you know, because they, they feel they, you know, they need to point it out. But if it's with a, with a kindness and with a calmness, and with the true love that you really want to help the person, it has a whole different perspective. In general, it's not healthy to blame others. But at the same time, you have a right to protect yourself. So, for example, you know, with David HaMelech, right? Shemi ben Geira cursed him, and um, when they wanted to kill him, David said, leave and be, because Hashem, Hashem told him to curse me. Now, Hashem never told Shimi Ben Gera, go cursed David. No. But what it means is is that Hashem allowed it to happen. Shimi and his free will, you know, it's called Megalgalgal and De Khaiva. He had this tendency, but it was still Hashem allowed it to happen and to send the message. Bashem uh, Tavosa talked about it, you know, when something happens, Chavetz Chaim talks about it in the Sefer Shem Oilam, in Gimel. That same thing, that a person's accountable for their bad deeds. If they harm someone, Hashem holds them accountable. They're not supposed to do that, but it's still menashamayim, that on your, you're on the recipient end of it and realizing it's coming from Hashem. So it, it is difficult and it is a complicated um, you know, aspect because it, it, it's, it, there's Bechira involved in everything and it's hurtful. It's very hurtful when someone intentionally is hurting you. And you have a right to protect yourself in a healthy way, like we said. But at the same time, to really recognize that for many people, the tendency to blame uh, usually, or you should be at least be wary that it's possible that you're avoiding um, your own responsibility to whatever degree it is, and you throw the whole blame on the other person. This happens a lot in marriage as well, where usually... A husband and a wife. One of them acted incorrectly. Both of them did. They weren't. Both were not in their best behaviors. But uh, they both seem to have a tendency. Sometimes when they get caught up in things or they were hurt, that they blame the other completely. You're totally responsible for this, and I did nothing wrong, and vice versa. And usually, there's a little bit of both there. And and when you look at yourself, not to bash yourself either, but to recognize, hey, you know, I maybe I could have handled this better. And not just have that automatic uh, knee-jerk reaction of blaming somebody else, that's, um, that's very, very important. Another concept is the boasting, the idea of sharing your successes. You know, that's healthy. You know, when you're sharing your successes with family members or with someone that can learn from it, not to show off, but someone that would appreciate them, and you know like friends to friends and husband to wife wife to husband about their accomplishments and then they get praise for it uh and reinforcement and and encouragement that's healthy it's healthy to be happy with the good things you accomplish and to share it but boasting is a level beyond that that could cause distress you know especially if you you boast about something that you are able to do and the person you're boasting to does not have that capability or it's something that that person's lacking That'll hurt their feelings, and that would make them feel very bad overall, right? So be careful before you say something, b- boasting about something that would cause someone to be envious of you. That's not healthy to say it, even though you've ever, uh, for example. In other words, uh, you know, for example, if someone's struggling with a shidduch now, they're 25, 26, and they're still haven't found their their zivik yet, and it's painful, it's difficult, and you start telling them how wonderful it is to be married. Baruch Hashem, you're married for a few years. You have to use your common sense. It's not the right thing to say. It's hurtful. Boasting, for example, to a poor person about how you bought this house and that home and how you have a summer home. Also, you have to use your common sense. That's not sensitive. That's not healthy or boasting about your children to someone who right now has difficulty conceiving and having children. You know, so, you know, obviously, let's say if uh, someone is extremely close with with a young woman that is having some fertility issues, and she doesn't have children yet, and they're very, very close, they don't have to be totally, totally guarded. You know, they could talk about something cute their child said, and they can mention their child in the regular course of a conversation. There's nothing wrong with that. But to boast and to be prideful and to go overboard and how cute this one is and that one is, there you have to show some sensitivity to a person, uh, even a close friend that has not yet experienced having a child because they're struggling with the fertility issues, to have compassion. We had a separate share in the Shalom bias groups pertaining to compassion towards people who at this point is struggling with fertility. So, or or when children say, you know, I know how to swim, you don't know how to swim. I won a prize. See how much luckier I am. Um, again, to tell someone who's childless, uh, my children give me so much pleasure. You know, they're so wonderful. You know, you, you, you have to use your common sense when you're talking to other people. Understand their their. Uh, sensibilities and 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 recognize that people are sensitive to different things and to boast about it besides the arrogance of it if you are just self-centered about your own accomplishments but it also causes agmas nefesh to others so the two lessons in the in the power of words this share is not to blame others or to really suspect yourself and be careful before you even recognize maybe someone else is responsible but you may be as well and not to boast needlessly.